Hello and welcome to PCOM Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Feldstein, and today we're talking with Marina D'Angelo, Professor of Anatomy in the Department of Biomedical Sciences. Dr. D'Angelo is the course director for Cellular Anatomy in the Structural Principles of Osteopathic Medicine course for DO students, and also teaches anatomy to students in the Biomedical Sciences and Physician Assistant Studies. In her lab, she has been exploring novel and effective treatments for osteoarthritis. Currently, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs are used to treat the symptoms of osteoarthritis, but these can lead to long-term health complications, and they do not stop the progression of the disease. Dr. D'Angelo and her colleagues have patented a new treatment that in preclinical studies is effective in slowing the progression of the disease. In collaboration with her faculty startup company, Proteopex Therapeutics, she's testing the effects of the osteoarthritis drug on cells obtained from patients receiving total knee replacement. Future studies in the canine population are part of the roadmap to clinical trials need to bring this therapeutic to the human and companion animal market. Welcome, Dr. D'Angelo. Thank you. Could you expand on how the therapeutic you've developed is different than what is currently on the market? Yes. In fact, osteoarthritis affects about 80% of the world's population over the age of 60. In addition, joints who have suffered trauma can demonstrate signs of OA earlier than 60 years of age. So between the aging world population and our increasingly athletic society, there's a serious osteoarthritis burden on the healthcare market. Currently, treatment for osteoarthritis is merely pain and symptom management. So the most commonly used product is the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, for example, something like high doses of ibuprofen. But long-term usage of NSAIDs leads to many difficult side effects. The most common are stomach ulcers, liver and kidney disease. So the ultimate goal in designing osteoarthritis treatment would be a disease-modifying drug, something that slows or reverses the progression of OA. We have actually demonstrated that our OA therapeutic can, in fact, slow the progression of the disease in an animal model. So our patented technology is unlike any other treatments that are available or in development in the market because it allows for delivery of the therapeutic directly to the joint where our therapeutic acts as a bumper to block actions of enzymes that are targeting breakdown of proteins that are associated with the pain and destruction of joint tissue in OA. Wow, that's really novel. <laughs> what other applications does your therapeutic have? Well, we actually have quite a few other applications. It turns out that tissues in the body, the cells are supported on a scaffolding, which is known as the extracellular matrix. So we've developed a platform technology of therapeutics that treat diseases in which abnormal degradation of the extracellular matrix is the main component. So this novel class of therapeutics, the extracellular matrix protection factors, or we call them ECPFs, can treat many diseases that fit into this description. In addition to ECPF1, which is the therapeutic for use in treating osteoarthritis, we're developing ECPF2 to treat periodontal disease, ECPFs3 and 4 for lung fibrosis, ECPF5 for wound healing. For example, ECPF2 that's in development is in development as a therapeutic as well as an over-the-counter mouth rinse to treat periodontal disease. Current periodontal disease treatments are really distasteful mouth rinses, and it also includes painful scaling and planing of the affected tooth 
and high dosages of antibiotics. In contrast, ECPF2's treatment is safe, it's tasteless, it's odorless, and it can be used long-term with none of the side effects of current oral health care treatments. A third therapeutic we are developing, ECPF3, targets fibrosis that occurs in lung tissue during chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, and asthma. When unchecked in patients, fibrosis reduces the airways and makes breathing difficult. Current treatments will target the smooth muscle in the airway, and this helps to increase the capacity for breathing, but these are only transient treatments. So we are focusing on reducing the damage caused by the, the fibrosis by blocking it entirely and therefore modifying disease progression. What is the one thing you would like physicians to know about treating a person with osteoarthritis? Well, because of the complexity of the joints that are targets in OA, finding a cure-all has been elusive. So from a treatment perspective, any therapeutic that slows disease progression would be beneficial to a patient, especially if that therapeutic is safe and can be administered repeatedly over a long lifespan. So a future where a disease-modifying therapeutic like ECPF1 is available uh, would mean that a diagnosis of OA doesn't automatically indicate major joint replacement surgery in a patient's future. And having this therapeutic tool in a physician's arsenal would be irreplaceable in light of the world's aging population. Great, thank you. The DO students here and you as an alumnus are all trained in osteopathic manipulative medicine. Are there any treatments that can be helpful to sufferers of osteoarthritis? Well, there, there are multiple treatments, and a lot of it depends on what joints affect it. So for the spine, obviously, all the soft tissue techniques that increase blood flow to the joints and mobilization techniques that increase motion, all of those things, I think, are, are very additive to the treatment of osteoarthritis. And then for specific, whether it be uh, peripheral joints, elbows, knees, shoulders, Whatever the joint may be, there are soft tissue techniques and other mobilization techniques that can really add in the pain of treating osteoarthritis. Fantastic. As a supporter of innovation in the health market, what is your vision for creating partnerships between PCOM, faculty startups, and the outside resources that are needed to move those faculty patents towards licensing? I think one of the things that you understand probably better than anybody here is how expensive it is to bring concepts through clinical trials. It requires a tremendous amount of money. What I think we can do is trying to connect our innovators with the marketplace uh, through whether it's our venture capital fund or belonging to organizations such as BioAdvance, the life sciences, and getting you know, people exposed to that market is one of the best things we can do. In your past career, you ran an occupational medicine practice. How can one's work environment contribute to or exacerbate existing osteoarthritis symptoms? Well, we know that repetitive motion disorders, uh, whether it be through a repetitive task, you know, can cause carpal tunnel syndrome, and also just posture itself. In today's world, with so many people having desk jobs, you know, improper posture can really exacerbate osteoarthritis symptoms of the cervical spine and certain joints. So it's really important for people to understand the impact 
of their workplace in terms of their activity or lack of activity and the impact it can have on their symptoms of osteoarthritis. Well, thank you, Dr. D'Angelo. As the baby boomer population continues to age, the need for more effective therapeutics for chronic age conditions such as osteoarthritis will continue to rise. Dr. D'Angelo's therapeutic shows great promise in treating this condition early on to slow its progression and minimize damage to the cartilage between joints. I'm excited to see how its development progresses. To listen to past episodes of this podcast and become a subscriber, visit our SoundCloud page or find us on iTunes by searching Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm Jay Feldstein, and this has been PCOM Perspectives.